turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long. Fifty million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Turkey lurkey do and turkey lurkey dap. I eat that turkey, then I take a nap. Hey folks, and welcome to your favorite Thanksgiving tradition. Hello, hello, Grandma. How are you doing? I hope the I hope the turkey came out well. But uh, my name's Chris. Gobble gobble, it's Tud. Oh look, Grandma! Thank you for bringing your pastor to join us at dinner tonight. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> oh man! Now that everybody is sitting around their tables, uh, you know. <laughs> Getting ready, um, setting the mood by playing the, their favorite podcast. Yep, for, um, for their family yep. around the table. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope uh, I hope that the meal you are about to consume is uh, well cooked and <laughs> delicious. Yep. Hopefully, you you listened to my my advice last week and took that turkey out on Thursday, um, a whole week in advance. That way, it wasn't frozen today when you decided to go start to cook it. Um, if not, I told you so. <laughs> I know. Not, da- look at you now listening to this podcast the minute it releases at midnight, scrambling to defrost your turkey and cook it in a few hours. I will I will give some advice. If you want to defrost it, stick it in water. Yes. Cold I, water. Yep. Yeah, Dana actually took ours out, I think, Sunday. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see if we even have a Thanksgiving this year. She's, she was listening to me on Thursday. That's that's upsetting. No, she wasn't listening. I think she's. Uh, I yeah, think she's she didn't listen to the podcast till Sunday, and then it was too late. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I gotta listen. I, speaking of, you should have. We have a turkey report. Hot turkey report coming off the press here from from Todd. So in today's turkey, in today's turkey report, the turkey came out excellent. Um. Many of the people at the Friendsgiving said it was the best turkey they'd ever had in their entire life. Um, so, glowing praise for the smoked, butter-injected, uh, 24-hour Cajun. Cajun brined turkey. Um, the kids loved it. Uh, all the adults loved it. Uh, I think Nick ate way too much of it. So, uh, at one point, he was, he was complaining that he was so full that he couldn't even move. Um, so, overall... The feedback was excellent for the turkey. Thank, thankfully, um, just to give you an update, it cooked a lot faster than than I expected it to. So, I actually ended up only putting it on at 10 a.m. And it was done by like 4.30. And it could have been done earlier. Um, I lowered the temperature down just to, to kind of keep it from finishing when it was way too early. So, I'm, I'm excited for what Thanksgiving will be because I have... Now I have no idea what time I'm going to have to start this bigger bird. Shouldn't you have a better idea now that you've done one? <laughs> no, because it's, it's seven pounds more. Mm-hmm. I guess if I started it at like 7 a.m., it'd probably be fine. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's, probably, that's probably fine. It sounds like it was more of a happy accident than a you knew it wasn't going to take that long because you put it on at 10 a.m. Yeah, well, I, I had it. No, I had an idea that it wasn't going to... Like, I did more research, and I had an idea it was going to be quicker mm. than than your standard turkey for some reason. So I knew it was going to be it was going to happen, 
And I figured if it, as long as it was done by 6 p.m., we were making good time. It's done at 4.30. So beat go. my expectations by an hour and a half. Nice. Well, thank you for that turkey report. Can't wait to hear one on the next episode, too. <laughs> we need like I have to live vicariously through you. I'm not, uh, you know, not cooking a turkey this year, so. No turkey. So I mean, I'll be eating one. I just oh. won't be the one cooking it. So. Oh, okay, okay. We, we need like the like the the world news music that goes, you know, but with like gobbles instead of like. I mean, that was sort of what I was of, trying to do. Yeah. But it wasn't good. <laughs> I'm sure there's something out there. We can get news news turkey done in P3 or something like that. It's got to be. <laughs> there's got to be something. Well, I'll tell you what I sure am thankful for this year, and that is delicious beer. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I too am thankful for beer. Yeah. yeah. Tud is not thankful. <laughs> Tud's a uh, take it or leave it kind of opinions on beer. Yeah, you know. <laughs> If it, if if the mood fits, Sh- shrug emoji. Ted has stronger opinions on milk than he does on beer. <laughs> on milk. Yeah, you're like I don't know. You always took me as like an almond milk kind of guy. Maybe a soy. I don't know. No, I like my milk to come out of animals. Okay. I don't want I don't no want coconut no coconut milk. I don't want no almond juice. Goat milk. Do you like goat milk? Goat cheese is good. I've never had goat milk, but goat cheese is delicious. Just yak milk for him. That's it. <laughs> I've never had that. I would try that. Well, anyway, all this talk about yak milk sure makes me thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> this week on the podcast, I um, kind of, I guess, with a heavy heart, I come to say that uh, my favorite local brewery, Bonsai, are uh, closing for the season. They are going to be closed until the springtime. So I had to go in. Right before they closed, I'd get a little growler of some of their delicious beer to bring home and to bring on the podcast because it's been a while, and you know I knew I wasn't going to get another chance anytime soon. Do you stock so, up on bottles too while you're there? To I did not. The you know, I um, I always stock up on too much beer all the time anyway. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get what I know I'm going to drink, and then that'll be that. Cool. But you know, every time I I. Tud, Tud has been to Bonsai, and one thing I like about them is that it's all small batch experimental stuff. They do a lot of just one-off recipes, and um, this was one of them. This is their debauchery. It is a black barley wine. It says here it's a black barley wine that got a little naughty after 20 months in bourbon barrels. Ooh. So, yeah, 8.5%. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. And a whole half growler of it. Whole half growler, you know. I wish I wish growlers stayed good for longer than several hours. <laughs> I you know. know. I, I was actually, I almost got a growler today, but didn't because of that reason. It's like, I don't want a whole quart of this beer. <laughs> I just want right. like one. I just want like one 16-ounce portion. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've had a growler, since pre-COVID. Mm. Yeah, a lot of places stopped doing them. Really? Yeah, I took For the growlers out of my car, so I just I never even think about it anymore. You don't hear them clanking around every left turn. You take. <laughs> that is true. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, what did you what did you think of Bonsai when you went there, Todd? I thought it was awesome. Um, really cool spot. We got to sit outside because the weather was excelente in Montana that week. Uh, the beers are really cool. Um, a lot of unique 
different beers. Uh, one of my favorites had like, did it have like roses in it? Like, it had it had some type of flower in it. Hmm. Maybe That's rose. Cool. Maybe rose hips. I, you know, I thought it was really unique. Um, cool vibe, and it definitely you know, looking when you're sitting out there and you're looking, you're you're drinking your beer, staring at a mountain. It's it's a really cool ambiance to just take in while you're there. Yeah, I love their beer garden for sure. And uh, it's one of the few places around here that I can bring popcorn to, sit outside, have a beer with the dog. So that's always nice. But I poured this this black barley wine, and I definitely get the bourbon on the nose for sure. And, um, you know, we were talking a little bit about this beer before the podcast, and it's I said it was bourbon barrel aged, and right away you think that's probably going to be a stout, especially after 20 months, and that was my kind of first thought too. But it's actually, like I said, it is that barley wine. So interesting to see how these two different flavors are going to meld together. And we'll see if, uh, we'll see if it works out. Mm. It's beer 30 and I'm thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long. So maybe something cold won't hurt me because it's beer 30 and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Mm. This is good. I like this one. You know, this was, um, like I said, I was just there right before they closed. Their selection was dwindling. So I'm really happy that I selected this one because their barrel age stuff is always really good. And 20 months is a long time for beers to be resting in a bourbon barrel, too. It's not like the PBR whiskey that was aged for you know six seconds in a bourbon barrel. <laughs> <laughs> just slides through it on its way to the bottom. Yep. Yeah. I'm actually very surprised at how mild the bourbon flavor is on this. It's not like punching you in the face with that, um, like, taste it on your breath kind of burning in your throat bourbon. Right. I think I might attribute some of that to the fact that it is this barley wine style and not a heavier, um, darker beer like a stout or something like that. Uh I know I always ask this question when you bring bourbon barreled beers from local places to the, the podcast, but and you almost never have the answer. But I'll ask anyways. Do we know what type of bourbon barrel it was aged on? You know, I think a lot of the places around here get all of their bourbon barrels from Glacier Distillery. So mm-hmm. their local whiskey, um, which now that I'm thinking about it, I've never seen a whiskey a whiskey aged beer before right but it's gotta be i mean <laughs> yeah is it just because bourbon barrel sounds nicer than whiskey barrel bur- i mean you know i have i have one behind me yeah uh, yeah heavy boots of lead in rye whiskey admittedly but okay i don't know if that makes a difference but uh I, yeah but you're right you know you don't see them very often if at all yeah, tut is our our bourbon spurt of the pod that is true I yes think. The bourbon spurt. Sorry. And I didn't mean to step on any toes. Well, no, I was going to say, isn't the only thing really that makes bourbon bourbon is that it's where it's made versus like you can have a bourbon style whiskey? No. Well, you can make bourbon. I mean, technically, it's supposed to be made in Bourbon County. That's where it gets the name from out of Kentucky. But what makes bourbon bourbon is that it has to be uh, over 50% corn. So it, they, so it's if it's not over 50% corn, corn or maize or whatever they want to call it it's corn product um then it is not considered a bourbon it is considered then a whiskey oh okay i always thought corn whiskey was 
I thought it was the other way around, but I'm, I will um, I will check real quick. But I'm Ted's Ted's gonna fact check the bourbon differences, which we've talked about on earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but meanwhile, I'm gonna tell you more about this beer. We didn't really talk about it. It is Blackest Night. I'm holding it up. You can see Chris's reflection in the webcam. <laughs> that's how that's how black it is. It's like I'm staring into a mirror. Um, it's a it has a nice subtle sweetness. Not the syrupy, caramelly, crystal malty sweetness you get from the stouts typically with the bourbon barrel age. This has more of a, a lighter malt flavor. Maybe you'd find more in a barley wine, which which is different, and I really enjoy it. So to uh, to just reiterate, to be bourbon, um, it is it is actually required by the federal government to have these six points. In order to be qualified as bourbon, one, it must be produced in the United States in the in its territories and or and or the District of Columbia. It um the it must be made from a grain mixture that is at least fifty one percent corn. It must be aged in new charred oak containers. It distilled no more than one sixty proof. Entered into the container for aging at no more than one twenty five proof, and bottled at eighty proof or more. All those must allow it to be or must be met in order for it to be considered a bourbon okay so if it doesn't meet any if it meets just some of those requirements it'll be a whiskey general whiskey Mm -hmm. correct right okay all that being said whether this is whiskey barrels or true bourbon barrels it is a very tasty very tasty beer and i wish wish i could get more of it you know i was like how i had mixed feelings about bringing a beer to the podcast that you know, I know people can't get anymore. But at the same time, we bring stuff all the time that's like years and years old. So yeah, true. You know, it sounds it sounds delicious as a as a lover of barley wines. Like, just sounds like a solid all around beer. So, um, you know, now I'm very sad. You've given me the the blues that I can't go to my local <laughs> bonsai brewing, take a quick drive, <laughs> and pick some up. I know, and I would send it to you, but. The growler's already open, and it would be flat. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's just you, this whole uh, thing, you know, you know, right. you know, you know yeah. mail, uh, you know. Ober, you, if you wanted more, you could go pull off a the Great Bonsai Robbery of 2021, and you could, like, sneak in and try to get a whole keg. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I know they were trying to, you know, going out of business style, drink the place down to get rid of their stores. I don't know if they have any left. They might have just finished off all the kegs, so... There's only one imagine way to find out. It's true. Imagine, imagine that 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 shutting the doors party that they had with whatever was left in the kegs. Yeah, like, I how know. How many pots was, were uh, chugged? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was there. The they closed on Sunday, and I was there on Saturday. It was definitely busy, but it wasn't as raucous as I was expecting. Put it that way. And as we discussed in Montana, unless you have a separate license. All breweries have to close at 8 p.m. So it's like they can't get too carried away, you know, unfortunately. That is a very – Montana has a lot of weird drinking laws. They do. Mm. Yeah. We should do a thing where we talk about weird drinking laws from every state. <laughs> <laughs> we could. I mean, it sounds yeah. like there's got some mileage in it. Yeah, right? We can traverse <laughs> around. Yeah. Um, but all that being said, uh, this is – this is tasty. Four and a quarter. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay, nice. Yeah. One of Bonsai's finer offerings. 
So, um, looking it up on Untapped, let's say you you had to guess what the collective eighteen other people who rated this <laughs> this beer thought of it. What would you think they were at? Hmm. Yeah. So this is the 2021 version of Dubotry. No, I'm kidding. There's only one. There's there's <laughs> only one. <laughs> there is only one. I I hope that the other 18 people liked it. Uh, I don't know, man. 4.10. No. A 3.64. Wow. Mm. Pretty far off. Holy cow. Yeah. That is pretty pretty rough. You weren't a whole that's point a off one. though. So it wasn't, didn't lose a didn't lose a tally mark, so that's <laughs> that is always true. good. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just barley wines. Barley wines are not loved by all. No. Who knows? Especially Maybe my Montanans. opinion will change as I slowly go through this episode, getting drunker and drunker, drinking this whole growler by myself. Uh, Maybe a I'll. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll I'll be joining them at the three point six number. <laughs> all right, but uh, you know, Chris, you look like you could use a perk up over there. You look like you could use. <laughs> A little, a little, some, a little jolt to okay. get you going. I, you know, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's all the tryptophan, you know. All yes, from all the of big that meal that we're currently enjoying. Mm-hmm. That people are listening to us. Yeah, could, could like... you could you pass me the stuffing again? Um, <laughs> I feel uh, like at this point we're, we're in the point of getting seconds right now, right? This is where the meal where we're going towards the second the second serving. I, I like so. to I like to think that people eat their first plate to the entirety of the podcast and then they restart for seconds um maybe they go revisit old thanksgiving episodes you know that kind of stuff funny you say that chris because i've seen how quickly you eat oh yeah no not me (laughs) (laughs) that is true i think you would have been done before we we're done joking about the bit of people listening to uh, <laughs> listening to the podcast while eating Thanksgiving. Yes, that is so. probably true. I eat very, very fast. Very like fast a, eater. Like a Hoover vacuum. Um, yeah, akin to that, except for except for the foods on my plate and not on the floor. <laughs> that's really the only difference, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's all there is. That's the biggest difference. <laughs> Less brushes, but you know the beard is kind of like a brush. It kind of, right. you know. <laughs> oh well, now that uh, we are we are finishing up. Nope, I like dessert in the middle of my meal. That's what I meant to say. So I was looking for a beer that was festive enough for uh, Thanksgiving, um, and this one is maybe a tad bit off the mark, but it sounded delicious, so I wanted to have it. So um, I have. Now, just as a reminder, Chris, you can still drink your pumpkin beers on this episode. It's allowed. That is true. You have until we're done with the, until <laughs> tonight. So actually, the more, tomorrow. You have till tomorrow. I know. Like, how many do you guys have to drink, by the way? I have a few that have to be done in this, this yeah, week. I did all mine on the podcast. Damn. I was, hoping, I was ho- kind of hoping I had one for tonight, but. No. Nope. No, I went with a different dessert. I went with a different dessert. And um, this is called From Our, from our Friends. Our friends, they're strangers, uh, div- uh, down at Divine Barrel Brewing. Um, and this is called Flashes of Blinding Brilliance. Flashes of Blinding Brilliance. That doesn't sound like any dessert that I'm aware of. Um, yeah, it's a, it, it's a Berliner Weiss-style ale with blueberry, vanilla, mar- uh, marshmallow, and lactose. And look at that. Look at that tasty dessert with the light bulb in it <laughs> on the can. 
Um, now, do you eat around the light bulb? Mold? Do you do you eat the bulb? Um, I maybe don't it's a know. Candy light bulb. Yeah, maybe it's. A, yeah, I think it might be. I think it might be a candy light bulb. Um, so, admittedly, I was going through the store today. Went to Lowe's Foods and uh, greatest store on earth. Uh, <laughs> and they have a ton. Like all of the Christmas beers are out already. Um, they had a bunch of festive like winter beers. So I was looking for something. I was like, oh, what's going to... And there was a cranberry tart one. That was my first one I picked up. Then I switched to this because, to be fair, I don't like cranberry beers very much. Not as much as this sounds. So Yeah, um, I, so, I could see that logic. You're like cranberry for Thanksgiving, except I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> except it's not as good as other beers like this one. Um, and for those of you that are don't know what I'm talking about, it's got like this big jello dish... Um, and kind of like Jim Jim Dwight style, put uh, put a light bulb right in the middle of it. So, um, but I'm very excited. It sounds delicious. It's from Divine Barrel, which is a great great brewery, amazing brewery. Can't so go wrong. Can't yeah. go wrong. But there it is. She's cracked open and pour. Yeah, not a beer I would typically associate with Thanksgiving. You don't no, not with like a Jello Jello tin gelatin on the. I front. don't really have Jello for Thanksgiving. Yeah, but it's like a, it's like a, this is a special dessert. That's a special dessert. <laughs> I don't know. I, blueberry cobblers, but it's not. How? Blueberry, blueberry marshmallow. How, I've never had a blueberry at Thanksgiving. Yeah, how often do you eat blueberries <laughs> on Thanksgiving? Honestly, that's our main meal. We just, we just bake a bunch of blue, just blueberries. House fistfuls of blueberries. It's a turkey, it's a, it's a turkey that's completely made up of blueberries. They just morph the blueberries yeah. in the shape of a turkey. What about um, Willy Wonka? Willy Wonka, isn't that like a Thanksgiving dinner that the girl eats the chewing gum and then turns into a blueberry? No, she eats it off of the, the conveyor belt line at the chocolate factory. No, 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 no. But it's supposed to be like... it's like it's All like the a, flavors of the Thanksgiving f- meal? I thought it was Thanksgiving meal. Maybe it's not. everlasting gobstopper. Maybe it's a roast? Maybe it's a... No, no, you know no, 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 no. You're I'm going to of- do some research on this. <laughs> I want to get to the bottom of this. Help me out. Willy Wonka yeah. author. Roll <laughs> uh, Dahl. I, I thought it was Roll Dahl, but I wasn't sure. I didn't want to say it on the podcast, so I just didn't. All right. Anyways, um, this is a delicious Thanksgiving <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving treat that everybody has. Um, the head uh, disappeared like pretty pretty immediately. Um, so uh, much like Thanksgiving leftovers. Um, and the color is uh it's kind of like almost like a uh, it's it's a it's a darker it's like a darker orangey um not quite not quite your vibrant like yellow orange that you're used to with some things but here we go hopefully my thanksgiving dessert is uh is delicious so let's find out <laughs> i like beer it makes me a jolly good fellow Unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. I the like beer. The na 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 makes me feel mellow. Makes me feel mellow. Do do do. Well, Kiwi, thank you uh, for singing me in. Um, Despite the Colts just stomping the Bills yesterday, um, <laughs> which I've already t- 
talk to her about. Uh, anywho, uh, this is extremely good. Um, you know, you think back to the Thanksgivings of the past, and your your grand your grandmammy comes in with uh, her 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 gel her blueberry gelatin with a light bulb in it <laughs> sets. Sets it down, yeah, with the light bulb in it. You, you know, you, you're like, "Why do you do that, Grandmammy?" And she's like, "Oh, this is what happens." Um, but it's very good. Uh, it's 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 got a little bit. Like I will say, it does have some sweetness to it, but it starts off a little bit sour. Uh, so you get some some of the Berliner Weiss sourness. Uh, then it picks up with uh, some of the, like you get some blueberry and vanilla. The marshmallow kicks in. The lactose adds a nice body to it. This thing is. This thing's very good. It's very good. Um, I'm afraid if I if I don't drink it quickly, I'm gonna get sick of it. You know, um, it's not it's not overly sweet right now, but I I have a feeling like if it gets if it warms up, it may get it may get too sweet. I don't know how that you know how that temperature is gonna work out, but right now, ice cold out of the fridge, meal. Um, it's really really good. I mean, not too terrible it's not too sweet it's not too sour it's like a perfect mixture of uh pick starting off sour and ending on the sweet side um the blueberries they're not overpowering it's not like an overpowering blueberry it's just enough like on the underside to like you know whisk you into uh the flavor of the beer and um but it's, it's really good uh very very well i mean it's divine barrel we know we've all done this um, they are a very good brewery mm-hmm. and um yeah i mean it's uh definitely got definitely got some sweetness on the end um, where the marshmallow kicks in, um, but it is only six percent ABV, so not too bad. Oh, there you uh, go. Plenty yeah, of not, room after your Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, I mean it's it's like a solid, just solid beer all around. It's really good. Um, I'm trying to like find something not great to say about it. I can't really pick out anything right now. Well, I'll tell you what. While you're thinking about something not great to say about it. I am on the rawdoll.com <laughs> wiki. Uh-oh. And uh, tell you what, they got a lot of they got a lot of good stuff on Violet Beauregard here. <laughs> I love that. So we scroll down to the section called Violet's Endgame. Okay. And uh, it says that in the novel, Walk invented a gun that contained an entire three-course dinner. Tomato soup, roast beef with baked potato, and blueberry pie with ice cream. Okay. Um, and then it looks like in the movie, it's basically the same, the same flavors too. But so, you know, normal Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. Tomato soup. Of course. <laughs> tomato soup, a roast. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we all have that on Thanksgiving. It's like, it's like second, it's like second Thanksgiving, you know? Exactly. Yeah. This article has like the behind the scenes of how they made the blueberry and everything. <laughs> you put, I'll put it in the show notes if I remember. Not to mention the fact that I, I, I believe Willy Wonka takes place in like London, so I don't know why they would celebrate Thanksgiving. Mike TV, I think, was the only American. Mike, yes, I believe he was. So yeah, so I, I don't know why they would celebrate Thanksgiving in London in this book. Well, clearly, they had wonky Wonka candy in America, though. So right, they had to appease to their their audience. I mean, in Chris's defense, it was a three-course meal. I get where I you're mean, going, but... And it was a blueberry, so, well, I mean... Yes. She did not turn into a giant cranberry. <laughs> right. <laughs> if that were the case, then I would have went with the other beer. Her name was not Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
but this beer is very good. I uh, can't really, I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's, uh, I'm glad I bought a four pack. It's one of those ones I kind of, you know, there wasn't a mix, a mix six option for this. So I just, uh, bit the bullet, bought the four pack and I'm glad I did very, very good. Um, and I'm pretty sure I've not had this before. Pretty sure this is a, maybe, maybe not a newer offering from divine barrel, but a newer offering that I've seen from divine barrel. So they're the closest thing that you have to like Southern grist. It's either them or Resident Culture, but no, these guys are more... Resident Culture is more Bearded Iris, and, and Divine Barrel is more Southern Grist. I, I, I'll say that. Because um, Resident Culture, even though they're, they're, they have a good sour, like, sours and stuff too, they're, like, well, more well-renowned for their IPAs. So, and these guys are just jacks, jacks of all trades, jacks and jills of all trades. Um, also, Kiwi enjoys them quite a bit, so there you go. That, there that's you go. a someone in the biz um so i'm gonna i'm gonna give this a four and a quarter as well um i really like it it's very good i can't like maybe a maybe a little bit more of the blueberry would have pushed it up a little bit higher but i mean i think it's for what it is i think it's very well done um you know it's one of those things where it's like i don't know if we ever really talk about like like this beer is very good but it's not a five or four and a half so it's like, is this the ceiling for this beer? Like, you know, like, could the, yeah, could anybody... beers can have ceilings. I think. I, I think maybe that might be. Yeah. This might be the ceiling for the beer. I don't know if they can make a better one, but I also don't know if like this isn't a five. I don't, I don't you understand know? the the thought, or I don't understand the question or the thought. Like, he's saying, Chris is saying, he can't imagine a blueberry marshmallow Berliner Weiss that gets the five. Right over the, you know what I mean? He's saying that. A beer of this style with these flavors and this ingredients, they did it. They executed it flawlessly, right? But uh, that did, that doesn't mean it's a five. Yeah. The best Clamato in the world is not getting a five from me. <laughs> but what if you could actually taste, like, the tomato and the clam and the, oh the individual I thought I wasn't, the individual salt, I wasn't sure if you were going. The individual salt particles and the heat. I wasn't sure if you were going with uh, with that or if you were going back to the tomato soup. I wasn't sure where this was. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's throwing the tomato and the clam in a blender in front of you. No. Um, untapped. I yeah, don't... so there's 444 check Oh, damn. I don't even want to check it in. Um, oh, man. 444. Divine Barrel is good. I can't imagine people are going to dislike this. Uh, 425, we all already discussed is the ceiling, so it's not going to be higher than that. Um, you know what? We're going to go, in honor of the fours, we're going to go 4.04. Oh, there you go. Um, pretty close. 4.11. Ah, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'll take yeah. it. 0. 0.07 off. I'll take it. Good enough, enough to be on the board. On the board, for sure. <laughs> Obert didn't even write his on nope. the board. <laughs> no, that was not, did not earn. <laughs> that was not board worthy. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> Um, okay, all right, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm glad. I'm glad people liked it. It's averaging very close to its ceiling, which is amazing for it, really. Um, but cool. Oh, all right. See, look, everybody enjoying it for Thanksgiving. But uh, anyways, Tud, I think you're the the Lone Ranger. That would be me. I'm looking at these reviews here. How I could be so far off with my my beer review, and uh, somebody gave it a 3.0. Too much bourbon for me. You can smell it. <laughs> that's the point <laughs> i mean with 19 reviews uh formerly 18 a, a, a three yeah a three um yeah todd hit the nail on the head this is another one tough one to enjoy barley wine brew not my jam 
1.75. That should just be thrown out. That's yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel validated now that it was this week I have I have a beer that uh, was left behind by Larissa, a uh, fan of the pod, this this past week when she was here for for Friendsgiving. Um and I figured since she'll never get an opportunity to drink it, I'm going to do the next best thing and I'm going to drink it. And as she's listening this week, she can imagine that she's drinking it. Um, that's that's nice. That's really kind I of I thought you. that was... That that's like a nice the, thing to do for a friend. Yeah. Drink their beer and tell them yes. about it. <laughs> I felt like that was the right thing to do. Um, they they brought this sampler over from Sierra Nevada. Um, so it with, within Ooh, the sampler... One of my favorites. ...comes Torpedo, which we've all had. The Pale Ale, which we've all had. And then they had two other beers in there. Um, one called Wanderland, which is a nectarine ale, and then one called Dankful IPA, a generously hoppy beer. And I figured that, you know, given given today, the day that you're listening to this to my voice, is a day to be thankful, I figured I would drink the Dankful IPA on the podcast. But I was extremely intrigued by the Wander the Wanderland Nectarine Ale. So I figured, why the hell not? I'll drink them both. It's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. You need yeah. both courses. Um, by this point in time, <laughs> most of you guys have, you know, probably all been drinking since eight a.m. Anyways, when you put the turkey in the oven. So, yeah, I want to. I want to join in with you guys. And so first, I'm gonna. You know what, Ober? I'm gonna leave it up to you. For Larissa, which one should I drink first? Well, For I think, Larissa, correct. I think the Dankful is the main course, and the Wonderland is like the dessert. Okay. If I if I was to kind of pick the two out so we will go with the dankful first so as we discussed a couple weeks ago i'm a big fan of bottles and sierra nevada never disappoints all their beers come in bottles it's great yeah and i like how their original pale ale is bottle conditioned too not not most not many beers i think are are that way where they have that kind of the the finishing sugar and active fermentation in the bottle i did not know that so i like it gives it that extra carbonation so so on the back of the bottle, it reads, A better tomorrow is why we brew Dankful, a, a resinous West Coast-style IPA that stands up for societal equity, economic well-being, and environmental protection. Um, the, the bottle, very standard Sierra Nevada bottle. It's got some hops on it. It says Dankful IPA and the Sierra Nevada logo. It advertises that this one actually did come from the, the Sierra Nevada facility that we've all been to down in Mills River, North Carolina. Gorgeous place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that if there's ever a Willy Wonka factory for beer, that's it. Oh, that's a good question. I'm trying to think if there's any place that I've been to that's more. You know what? And I can't say this for sure because I've never been there. But I've heard that Magic Hat is the Willy Wonka brewery of them. Have you guys either of you been there? I have not. Um, I went a long time ago. Um, yeah, very long time ago. It's very uh, when I went. It was very like uh, hipster, I guess. Like I got like hip, like hot topic vibes almost from it. Um, so I don't know if that's Willy Wonka. I didn't sure. go on the I didn't go on the tour there though. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean it was it was cool, but it wasn't as big. Like it's kind of at least back then it was smaller. So that's why like I guess it would be like like Sierra Nevada would be like Disneyland, you know. Yeah. Well, Sierra Nevada did have the schnozberry flavored wallpaper, which I, might give them a point. That's true. <laughs> All right. So, as you guys can see, 
It is an amber color, um, very clean, as you'd expect a West Coast-style beer to be. Um, head stuck around, it's still sticking around. Um, overall, a very pretty beer, a pretty IPA. It's not, it's, it, you can tell that it's going to have a lot of flavor, but also it's not going to be extremely like New England style. On the nose, you get a lot of pine, and you can definitely smell like that fresh hop aroma off of this. I want to know how old this beer is. That's what I want to know, too. I was curious when this was brewed because it looks like a fresh hop style. It says packaged on um, 9-27-21. So it's a couple months old, but it still looks pretty fresh. It smells really fresh. And maybe that's just partly because maybe they bottle, maybe they bottle conditioned this one, too. Who knows? Uh, let's let's dive on in. So this beer is is I mean they're right with the bottle, you know, with the bottle explanation. It is very West Coasty. Um, definitely tastes a little bit more fresh hop than than I would expect from something that's that's West Coast. So maybe a little bit more like the kind of like the wet hop that Obert that you were talking about having it just tastes like it's extremely fresh and delicious it's crisp it's clean um it's light in body it, it only this weighs in at 7.4 percent abv this is an extremely extremely drinkable 7.4 percent abv beer um you know un, unlike the torpedo which is made to be super hop forward and bitter this is more smooth and and clean um crisp, crisp. nice we got a nice little um flight board going with the three beers so far yeah nice variety this week definitely a lot of grapefruit flavors uh come through with this one too so it's it's you know it's very refreshing i could see drinking this you know if it was yard work season if this came out ice cold out of a out of a cooler this would be delicious um good beer uh big fan of sierra nevada i don't think that they get enough credit for for their beers i know we i know the three of us here are all big fans of them but they're never, you know, when we talk about best breweries or, or you know, or like the new hotness, Sierra Nevada's never brought up there. But they're consistently a solid brewery that you could grab their beer off, off of any package store shelf and you're always going to be satisfied. Yeah, I can't argue with that. So let's, for this one, it's really refreshing. I'm going to give it, give it a 4.25. Uh, I think it's, it's worth that. Um, very good. You know, you talk about ceilings, obviously there's, there's. Five potential, I guess, in these types of IPAs. So, you know, it's it's just it, it for something that you get off a shelf that was brewed two months ago. It's a good beer. Okay, nice. Wow, four two fives across the board so four, far. Four two fives. Luckily, we have another one to go with too. <laughs> See if we can get a full a full four two five sweep. Um, I'm right, I'm assuming so... there's going to be a buttload of check ins for this beer. Yeah, that's what I was about to get to. I'm, I'm assu- I think probably more than eighteen. <laughs> definitely more than 18 maybe uh, even more than 444 uh just barely uh 41,782 ratings wow so huh. 5.0 well all right so everything regresses kind of the, to the mean at this point it's sierra nevada it doesn't have a you know not a lot of hot pipe you're gonna get people from from craft beer lovers to just people who are like ah i just bought this beer off a shelf yet i have untapped true you know that's a really good point that one always that one always throws me off. To, you know, while you were grabbing this beer, we were talking about some of the the haters on my beer. I'm like, 
why why are these people even on Untapped? Yeah, well, yeah. Why did you take the time to download? I mean, maybe so they could shit on craft beer. I, that's I, that's the only thing yeah, I could one, think of. One of them. One of them was like, uh, I, I don't I don't like barley wines or something like that. One point seven five. Um, so I don't know if it's going to be a four. I just don't think that. Just given the people, the, most of the people who are going to drink Sierra Nevada beers and rank them, I don't feel like they're going to find this to be a four. Three point eight five. Mm. Ooh, that's higher than I would have guessed. Yeah, uh, it is lower than that. Um, three point three point seven seven. So I stay on the board for now. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I think with you know, put the mark up there. Yeah, I'll give you the mark. Otherwise, this is just going to turn into a war of us all reviewing like ten beers per night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then I get a rebuttal beer if Tud beats me with his second beer. It's this whole thing, you know. <laughs> I think we did let Jenna get a point with um, a multi beer review night on a second on a on a multiple beer, but she was a guest, so we let right. it slide. But that's the, but true. the main co hosts Nope, Chris Honk Honk Honk. You definitely you get go. the tally. Rightfully so. Now, what if I get like this uh, next no. this next one like on the money? <laughs> if you get the next one one hundred percent correct, you will also get a tally. It won't be. It'll be another somewhere else on the board. I'm not telling. I'm not saying where it'll be on the board, but you'll get a tally. <laughs> it'll be a tally added to the board. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm thinking right right here. <laughs> all all of my tally marks are never with never with the rest of my tallies. Um, so jumping into the next beer, as I said before, it is called Wanderland. It is a nectarine ale. It is also brewed out of the Mills River, North Carolina facility. This beer weighs in at 7.5% ABV, and it has a nice little pic. It's not the standard Sierra Nevada label. It's got a nice little picture of like the frontier on it. That's fun. Mm. And it's it's a little bit different of a color. Um, it's still still clear, still clean, but it's definitely more pea colored. Like like if you needed to drink mm-hmm. some water, that's the color that this is. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like a later fruit ale color, but pea water, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll post it on the Instagram for for everybody to go see in case you would like to give your opinion on the pea water as well. Uh, head stood ar- stuck around. Um. Yeah, just a really good, good looking beer. Like if I made this as as a home brewer, I'd be happy. Um, on the nose, smells completely like tangerines. I get no hops, maybe a little bit of sourness to it. Nectarine. I'm sorry, that would be the the name of the beer. Um, definitely smells fruity, maybe a little sour. Let's dive on in. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. It's Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. So again. You know, standard Sierra Nevada. It's crisp. It's clean. Uh, really easy drink drinking. Uh, coming in at seven point five percent. Really doesn't taste a whole hell of a lot. Like at seven point five percent. You know, if you would have told me that this is a five percent beer, completely would have agreed with you there. Um, it tastes like it tastes like a lager that has tangerines in it. But it's but it's like a step up. Like it's all I taste is tangerines, and then you know, as I breathe out, with I get kind of like that beer flavor. Um, it's really good. It sounds like, you know, we were talking about Magic Cat. It sounds like they're number nine. Not, I, more sweet. This is definitely 
This is definitely up the sweetness. Um, a lot more tangerine, a lot more tangerine flavored than than Magic Hat Number Nine. Is is Number Nine supposed to be tangerine? I think it's is it Clementine or tangerine? I think it's tangerine. Hmm. All I taste in this is tan. Like it's it basically like they they squeeze tangerine juice in a glass or in a bottle and said, "Here you go. Here's this tangerine flavored beer." Overall delicious. Um, you know, Larissa, I'm sorry that you weren't able to get the you you won't be able to drink your your sampler pack. Um, seeing as by the time, the next time I see you, I'm sure that I will have finished this sampler pack. Uh, it's really, really, really good. Um, maybe you'll go to the store and buy another one for yourself. I recommend that you do go out and buy another sampler pack like this because these two beers, the two special beers in this sampler were delicious. Um, actually overall, my favorite of the two, I'm going to have to say it is the Wonderland. Uh, just unique, Hmm. you know, getting that, that full fruit flavor. I feel like I'm eating just a nectarine, just biting into it. And savoring that that citrus flavor, I'm gonna give this one. I think it's also gonna come in at a four two five. Oh, you just are saying that to complete the sweep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it probably borders on a little bit higher. Uh, you know, maybe like a three point, like a four point three five or a four point four, but it's not a four point five, so it has to stay at a four two five. But this is a really this this is a really good beer. Delicious. Another one that you, I could feel like I could drink on a summer day. And feel completely refreshed by, but it weighs in at seven point five percent ABV. That's a lot of alcohol. Oh wow! Um, it's, yeah, that is a strong yeah. one. And it tastes like nothing. I mean, Chris, you, beer magic would be really easy to perform with this beer because it tastes like you're drinking fruit yeah, juice. Yeah, that's that's death, dead, deadly territory. If I uh, try to do that, there was once a day, once a day in a young beer dad's life where beer magic was done with whatever I had in the fridge. Not a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> now this one, now this one is not nearly as popular as your last okay. beer. Um, so it's like more in range with what we have. Oh, okay. Uh, Twenty-seven thousand one hundred forty-three. Oh, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. <laughs> so, what do you think those uh, those million people thought? Again, I think it's got to be more. It's going to have to be below a four. I just think that it's just too big, and it's just it's just. The same people who got this Dankful beer got this beer. So when they ranked them, mm. they're, tough, they're tough Raiders. So I'm going to just play it safe, and I'm going to say th- 3.75. And you would be .08 off again. <laughs> it, is a, it is a 3.67. That's, so, that's bullshit. Uh, those people... Yeah, so well, I mean, you, I guess you got to think like those those folks. They don't want a Kolsch. They want a they want a, a IPA probably. You know, uh, I don't know. I like it's just it's just funny. Like you were that close with both. Is that of them. what they call this? Um, apparently, on Untapped is a Kolsch. That's what it says on Untapped. Yeah, um, say it's a uh, 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 it's listed as a Kolsch. Interesting. But, yep, Kolsch style nectarine ale. So, um, but yeah, so there you go. I was forever um, destined to have point eight, point oh eight as my. Apparently, that's, that's it. My that's today. it. So, <laughs> and the average, the average works out that way. I'm okay. really shocked that this one's lower. I feel like for the non-beer drinker, they would think that this Wonderland was heads, heads and tails above the Dankful IPA, just because it's it doesn't taste yeah. anything like it doesn't taste anything like an IPA. There's no hop flavor to it. There's nothing. It's just just fruit. Right. Well, but then I think Chris's point was you have to look at the Sierra Nevada fans and what the kind of beer they like. Right. You know. Right. 
or like not you're to, not just... to overly psychoanalyze Untapped all that much. But <laughs> no, let's it do is this. worth saying. Let's dive in. I want to t- I want to pick apart each of the eighteen reviews of yeah. my beer. And, uh... <laughs> oh man, it didn't score very well from the twelve to eighteen age bracket. I don't know. Why. <laughs> don't know why. <laughs> oh man, don't underage well, but... drink, folks. Before we go to handles, I wanted a quick, quick article that I saw. We don't have to spend very long on it, but when we had Kiwi on the show, she was talking about how cans are hard to come by. This is this whole conversation that's coming up. New article just came out, I think, on Saturday. It said that Ball, the company that manufactures basically every aluminum can out there, they're like the YYZ of cans. Mm-hmm. The YYZ um, of cans. Yeah, you know how every zipper is made by, or no, it's not YYZ. That's the Rush song, YKK. <laughs> that's what it is. Every zipper is made by YKK. Wait, there's there's only one maker of zippers. Yeah. Huh. I honestly I did not know that. I knew ball. Well, I knew just, ball because they you know I've had to look at them in the past and yeah they're a big can manufacturer. They also, funnily enough, make space uh satellite lenses. As well, I don't know how those two businesses mix being a a lens for satellites and a aluminum can maker, but that is their thing. They make like the best. Those are the two, and things they're supposedly like, the largest can manufacturer on the planet. Like they make like A plus rated cans and lenses and and lenses. So I mean, they go on. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Well, so they this is kind of the the new the new news. Tud <laughs> is um that they I love just, my news changed the uh minimum order size for their cans they bumped it up by five times the previous number oh that's good so for and this is for their cans that have like the labels printed on them directly from the manufacturer it says that their previous minimum order was two hundred four thousand cans and now it's one million twenty thousand so yeah it's a big jump yeah, they say that's that's basically five truckloads going up from one, hmm. which that's is pretty crazy. wild. Yeah. So, moral of the story is just buy blank cans and stick your own label on it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think what we're gonna see more of going on is that the sticker can approach versus the printed cans. Which I mean, I don't know. I. I we talk about the can art here a lot, and we're big fans of mm-hmm. some of the cool stuff. I mean, if you check out our Instagram, we have lots of cool cans on there. But, I mean, it makes sense to do the sticker, but I'll be sad to see if some of the, my favorite beers have to have to change. Or my favorite breweries, because obviously the big beers that they have millions of, I feel like, you know, there's no change to them. I feel like most of the cans I have in my fridge are sticker cans. Chris, yeah, you, it sounds like that's the direction they're going. Can you do us a favor and just yeah, like that, like that is a sticker can. Yeah. If you open up your fridge right now behind yeah. you, are the majority of oh. those cans printed or are they sticker cans? Um, I was just thinking. I was like, I don't know exactly how many. Let me, let me do just quick a quick uh, observation. One, yeah, I, I'm noticing it more with the 12 ounce cans versus the 16. So the 12 ounce cans are are more likely to be printed on. So like. I mean, the hairless dog was some, and then what were some of the other, like Bud Light? There was a seltzer that, it was kind of like a full sleeve, though, more so than, but, um, yeah, as far as the 16-ounce cans, there wasn't a ton in, not a ton in there, so. I mean, even thinking off the top of my head, the only ones that come to mind, I'm sure there's other ones, but, like, Treehouse, 
they have printed that cans. one came to my mind right uh, um um uh stubborn beauty has printed cans in Connecticut. yeah and it sounds like a lot of what you're describing aren't places with a lot of seasonal or changing brews it's like the same right beer label that they can use for years stubborn you know? beauties yeah they're I think that those are more like the sleeve that you were talking about, but oh, okay. But those are. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what counts as a printed can. Treehouse definitely. Those cans come mm-hmm. printed, but you know, if you look in there, you know, I don't. You know, the last time I was there, that picture that you have for your article, Obert, that's what their, that's what their can. Um, you know, that's what their can room looks like. Is it's just pallets and pallets and pallets of cans. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. I know we talked with uh, with Kiwi about the the can shortage, and here's just another thing. It looks like they're going to, to kind of discourage that can usage. So, Down with cans. Wait, what? Well, I think you're just going to go – you're just going to see more stickers. Um, a lot of the canning lines that these breweries have anyways, they, you know, they're not sticking the stickers on by hand. The machine is doing it as it's – Pouring the beer, putting the top on, smushing it to get the the top to clip. But anyway, I, I want to move on to our Thanksgiving handles. The one time of year that we have tangentially related handles to Thanksgiving. <laughs> We're going to take our frosty mug out of the freezer, fill it up with our cranberry sauce and gravy and blueberry uh, marshmallow whatever. <laughs> that you normally have for dessert on Thanksgiving. Um, three handles for Frosty Mug. Jordan, take it away. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of Wisdom! Mug of wisdom. Finish that motto. Jordan, thank you. As always, wreck my podcast. Find out what he's thankful for over there today. Listen to him while you're sleeping on the couch, napping off of this big meal. Just put him up <laughs> after us. So, uh, but Chris, honk, 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 gatekeeper of the people. That's right. That gate. Um, you did it this week. I did it. Finally. You got it. You got it. You're on a bit of a cold streak. I, I was, in, I was in a drought. Up? I was in a drought. Yeah. Um, but as, as mopped, manliest of people commented, um, what, what are we doing? What's going uh, on? The so, mug is yours. Yes, it is mine. I'm going to give it to Obert. And I only say this, I don't know what your handle is going to be. I don't know if you are going to go, but, uh, your handle last week, last week, um, has, uh, we, we've taken it a little bit to heart in this household. So, um, okay. we went out and got, 
uh, got a bunch of stuff to make homemade pizza. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping it's a pizza thing. But listen, this is everybody eats Thanksgiving pizza, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, you know, I, I have, like I said, I talked about it, and I'm not going to talk too much about the pizza because it's it will be a future handle. But I okay, I'll keep waiting. But I did I uh, did come up with something a little different for today. It's honestly not that different. <laughs> um, but I am happy to hear you that you're you're starting on the pizza train because yep. it's a lot of fun. Um, so my handle this this year for Thanksgiving, um, not the not the most thanksgiving handle i've done i think i did the carving knife and i did alice's restaurant both super thanksgiving things and this year like i said i'm not going to be as involved in the meal which uh, bums me out a little bit but i am bringing an appetizer and i will tell you my handle this week is my appetizer and it is a garlic and rosemary focaccia bread Mm. um kind of along with the pizza theme it is a baked good that takes, you know, a little, a day to, to rise. And, uh, I mean, I love focaccia bread. The nice thing about this is that you could have it. It's not a Thanksgiving exclusive. So you can do this one. You know, bring this to your holiday party coming up in December. It's, it's, um, bulk, it's bulking month in December. You got to pack on the LPs. <laughs> it's time to eat your focaccia bread. Um, this recipe comes to us courtesy of hostthetoast.com. And one thing I liked about this one is it has a garlic, uh, garlic confit, 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 I think is the the correct French pronunciation, Um, which is basically like when you take, so you take the garlic, you roast it in oil for like two hours. Then it's going to get the garlic nice and caramelized and uh, soft. And you take that garlic and you press it into the focaccia dough you basically yeah, take individual not bulbs what do you call the little pieces of garlic cloves cloves yeah you take the you take the cloves of garlic that have been roasted in this oil nice and pull. put them in the bread and this is and you top it with rosemary some sea salt and where i'm going for thanksgiving we're having a charcuterie board we're doing spinach and artichoke dip this will be a perfect addition gonna make this you needed 24 hours to let the dough rise um and then pop it in the oven on thanksgiving day have that nice warm focaccia bread um i've talked about before i'm getting more into i did i do pretzels i've been doing more into the the baking stuff one of these days i'm gonna get a kitchen aid but this is a no need recipe which is which is nice so i'm gonna put it in the show notes but you know who doesn't love some some nice filling carbs before your thanksgiving meal you know you want to really (laughs) pack on the calories that day right so this is my it's gonna be my contribution to thanksgiving this year so i wanted to make it my thanksgiving contribution on the show for you guys as well Hmm. sounds delicious yeah yeah i um it was one of those you know you ever see like the recipe gifts online where somebody's making a meal in 30 seconds and it's the quick cut video yeah it was Mm -hmm. one of those that got me I was like, <laughs> okay, I, I got I to gotta make this. So You got to try this. Yeah, so that's mm. what got me. That's how they get you. Okay, so Chris, who's going next? Um, I think it's. I think I'm going to let Ted go. I'm going to let Ted go next. Sure. So my handle this week, um, you know, it's Thanksgiving, and that means that tomorrow is not Thanksgiving. 
<laughs> but tomorrow is that is true. That is true. You're on to something. One of those, one of those other 364 <laughs> days where the day after is not Thanksgiving. <laughs> but just because tomorrow is not Thanksgiving doesn't mean that it's no less of a special day. So tomorrow is the is the day of the yearly release of Bourbon County brand stout across the country from Goose Island. And so my handle this week is to remind you to go out tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., 8 a.m., you know, after you're done doing all your late night shopping from places that open up at like 2 a.m. and to go buy some of this beer. But I did want to point out that the lineup this year seems to be a little, I, I, I guess I would say interesting, but possibly lackluster as well. And so I wanted to read it off as my handle as well. So for the 2021 lineup. So this is, this is, so just to be clear, this is the, the press release from Goose Island about what, what their Bourbon County varieties are this year. Correct. What their flavors are for 2021. So they have the standard Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. They have the, a Goose Island uh, Bourbon County Cherrywood Stout this year. They have a, uh, a Reserve 150 Stout, which is, which is aged uh, for one year in Old Forester's 150th anniversary bourbon barrels to celebrate the anniversary of Old Forester's founding 150 years ago. Or I guess now 151 years ago, because it's been in there for a whole year. That's what we needed for episode 151. There you go. <laughs> um, they have the double barrel toasted barrel stout, which um was aged for a year in Elijah Craig small batch bourbon barrels, and another year in Elijah Craig toasted bourbon barrels. They've got the Blanton stout, which was aged in Blanton uh, bourbon barrels. They've got the classic cola stout. They couldn't partner with Coke on that one, I guess. <laughs> so it says the, the actual so are you gonna buy all these varieties Ted? i will I, so most of the time you cannot fi- i cannot find all of all of these these out the normal ones so like these and like the up until like the the super hard to find ones which is like the proprietor stout you usually can find the day of so i will probably look around and grab a bottle of each uh this cola stout seems interesting though because it says combining the fresh the refreshing nature of cola and picking up the flavor profile from a whiskey cola they added a lime and orange juice and they added lime and orange juice and zest plus coriander cassia bark nutmeg brown sugar and vanilla Hmm. that one seems interesting that's the out of a lot going on out of all the beers that one that one seems like it's going to be the most interesting of these well just to just to jump on that if you ever look up like you know how Coke is a secret, it's like a top secret recipe. The people who've deconstructed it, that's basically what's in it. Is like those citrus fruits, the cassia bark, like those those are kind of all the elements that go into Coke. Okay. So they're trying to go for Coke. Right. Or Pepsi. Or Pepsi. Or RC Cola. So the other two are uh, 14 Stout and Proprietor Stout. And both of those are Chicago-only releases. Um, so I will have no chance of getting those at all. And it's, it's kind of weird because Goose Island also has a brewery in Philadelphia, but they don't release those there. Um, just a quick refresher, Bourbon County. Yeah, you talked about that last year, right? Uh, like right on Thanksgiving or Christmas or something, right? Yeah. So just as a quick reminder, Goose Island is owned by Anheuser-Busch. Um, the original founders of Goose Island are no longer involved with the company, except... For the Bourbon County beers. It's the only beers that are still brewed by the original founders of Goose Island. 
outside of all that, everything else that they release is all done by by Anheuser Busch. So that's why it's only a Chicago release because they have no, you know, they they live in Chicago. They're from Chicago. The brewery is founded in Chicago. That's where it's from. They don't they don't they don't participate in the rest of what is now a massive beer company. Interesting. Well, I think it's fair to say that you are definitely the biggest Bourbon County fan on the pod. But I will definitely be picking up whatever 2021 variety I can get by me. Um, I think just like the the regular kind. I mean, we still have the store by me sells a lot of 2020 around. Yeah, and, I, so. and I'll warn I'll you know I'll warn the the listeners look for the variants um, and buy those tomorrow. But like the ones that are just in like the black and white label, you should be able to find those. Now they produce so much of it. You should be able to find those for days, weeks, months, years beyond beyond years. you know tomorrow. But like like if you're interested in like the cola stout or the the 150 stout, those are ones that'll go quicker. Uh the cherry wood probably will be around for a while. It's just the the general standard flavors will mm. exist for months. Unless you're in Chicago, then those proprietors and the 14 will sell out like that cuz those still sell out incredibly fast well there you go happy thanksgiving and the, happy black ha- friday yes and the, happy black friday and the reason that proprietor stout is so special is it's aged in pappy van winkle barrels which anybody who knows bourbon okay that is like the hardest to find bourbon on the planet and it's considered the best bourbon on the planet and it's those beers are aged in there i think they cost like 75 dollars a, a bottle so if, if we have any chicago listeners who would like to go out and, <laughs> and buy me a bottle and send it to me i've never had it and i would love to try it so with that, I'm going to hand the mug off to Chris. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I get to choose who goes next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I think I'm going to hand go. it back to Obert for a second Thanksgiving <laughs> second handle. handle. I'm just going to keep giving it to Obert until he gives me the information I want. <laughs> um, Tell right. me that sauce recipe, damn yeah, it. Yeah, give, give me the sauce recipe. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I think I'll go next. Um, and... <laughs> And I have something, listen, I know we're all nearing the end of our meal, but oh my goodness, you forgot to heat up the apple pie or something, uh, or bake the apple pie, or whatever, oh, apple no. pie. <laughs> um, so recently, we have invested in a new kitchen appliance, new to us. An apple pie uh, baker? This is where I think no, this is going. Apple pie baker. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is it's part. It's part. You need this because commonly known as an you need oven. to heat up your apple pie really quickly. Um, Microwave. It's oven. like I think it's pronounced it's like wave. You, you, you know, you know, big waves, very small, small ones. Um, but uh, recently, our air fryer of of a few it's years, French. many many years, uh, went and uh, became a hazard to the house. Um, by never shutting off it just like unless it was like unplugged or something it would shut off so uh we had to we had to go up in upgrade and uh upgrade we did um we went out and got ourselves uh an instant vortex pro um uh, which is a fancy air fryer made by the same people that make instant pots instant pots or the instapot brand um this thing is basically just like it's like a mini oven that sits on your counter and you can do a bunch of crap in it it's amazing um you can it's a convection oven a rotisserie air fryer 
uh, roast, broil, bake, toast, reheat, and dehydrate. And it <laughs> it's it's the coolest. It's like the coolest kitchen gadget. Um, and uh, yeah, we ended up getting one. I just dropped the link in the chat, and we'll put some in the, put one in the show notes. It's actually on sale right now, which I'm like not super happy about because I paid more than this for it. But <laughs> well, you can always return it and rebuy it. Yeah. Um. So that's the one thing we we the the store like the the buying story of this thing is insane. But uh, um. But I mean, the thing is really really awesome. Um. Like everything inside, like it's, it comes, even comes with a basket that you can put stuff in and it turns it all. You can cook a chicken in it. It's pretty cool. So it comes with a rotisserie. Um, yeah, it comes with a rotisserie and it comes with a basket for the rotisserie. So you can put your tots in it and then you don't have to shake your tots. They just, they just, they just, they just flop around in there until they get all golden brown. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, we use it. I use it every single day. Um, we were using our air fryer a lot. And uh, that's probably why it ended up going off the deep end. But uh, but we use it every day. Um, you can use it to do a million different things. <laughs> like you can, you, I mean, I use it to toast my bagel in the morning and then to make tots. And it's it's really awesome. So use it on Thanksgiving right tots now. Tots for, for your you bagels. You air fry your bagel? <laughs> no, it's, it, you can, to, it's a to, there's a toaster feature. You can toast just hit toast. This is like the next level toaster oven. It's like okay. a toaster oven so, air fryer. So my Instapot is mini. Actually, a, a it functions both as a Instapot and an air fryer. So instead of you having an Instapot, you have a toaster oven and an air fryer. Yeah, sort of, sort of. Except it does other stuff like I can broil and roast and yeah. dehydrate. Yeah, so it's a it's a toaster oven. And a inst- and a, you can't and dehydrate a- in a toaster oven. No, that's what you do with the air fryer, right? I don't think so. I don't know. How, I don't know how to. How, no, I think you have to get like a dehydrator for that. Anywho, anyways, it can do a lot of things. It says ten, nine things in one, um, which is like so many things to put in one little device. Um, so, Sorry, uh, so, are yeah. you making fruit roll-ups then? No, no, I'm literally just making tots, pretty much. Well, <laughs> but they're very just, good. Tots. Just a quick plug. Chris, your recommendation last year, um, well, I think between you and Todd, you were the reason I got my sister a air fryer for Christmas mm-hmm. because yep. uh, you both had wonderful things to say about it. So I'm interested because I do have a toaster oven. I think this is kind of what this this handle is for. It's like people who are looking, who already have the counter space taken up by a toaster oven. Yeah. This is kind of like <laughs> the same footprint, the same size profile, but it just does a lot more. Yeah, I mean, I will say I, the toaster ovens I've seen, it's it's taller. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you know, who's, yeah. unless you're like a toaster ovens, like in a tiny little right nook, <laughs> like a know? toaster oven nook. <laughs> yeah, um, I, mean, I, 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 I mean, got I got a ton, plenty of space above my toaster oven. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, you could no, definitely no, upgrade. That, no, yeah. there's got plenty of clearance there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, get that thing out of there. I want the day to come where they heck they can do a toaster oven, an air fryer, and the Instapot. All in one. I don't know if it's possible. I don't know. I feel like I feel I like think so. pressure cooking in a toaster oven is probably not the smartest idea. But well, at a current state, toaster ovens, no, right? No, but it's not a great if idea. If we put Elon Musk idea. on the job and he redesigned the toaster oven but air fryer, listen, uh, enough with the moon and shit. Yeah. Like, okay, let's focus Fix on this. Let's focus on kitchen. Appliances. I want one fucking appliance on my counter, Elon. One. <laughs> I want, I want, I want to do a microwave, Instapot, coffee maker, air fryer, <laughs> coffee maker, everything. Yes. Well, I mean, it, think about it. Instapot pressure cooks. You can make coffee 
through with pressure, you know, we're working on something here. Listen, we're making something happen. We just need, uh, hopefully the person who owns Instapot is the second smartest man in the world and he could figure out how to combine all three into one. There you all go. All four, because I I'm want that coffee maker. All four. We're getting it all. You know what? You know what you're really. It sounds like you really need is the replicator from Star Trek. It's really the only <laughs> way you're going to make this happen. I just don't want appliances like blender. Well, I'd that's like, it. A replicator. It's like anything. You could any, literally anything just comes out of yeah, there. Yeah, a blender. Need that too. Uh, we could. Oh, throw a blender in there too. There we go. The all in one. The oh, ultimate man. machine. But anyways, if you're looking to either upgrade an old uh, defunct air fryer. Or maybe a uh, maybe a toaster oven. Um, I, w- I I suggest it. They're not too too crazy expensive, and uh, yeah, we we like I said, we get a ton of use out of it. And you can use it right now to heat up your apple pie. So so you can impress Granny's pastor. Um, finally, finally, raw to cooked apple pie in sixty seconds. <laughs> just just hit the apple pie the apple pie button. So with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, we'd like to thank the breweries who provided today's beers. I will thank Sierra Nevada for both their Dankful IPA and their wonderful Nectarine Ale. I would like to thank uh, Divine Bale Brewing for my Thanksgiving uh, dessert, uh, Flashes of bl- Blinding Brilliance, a Berliner Weiss style ale. And I want to thank Bonsai Brewing Project for the debauchery. But most importantly, I want to take a moment to thank all of you, our listeners, on today, Thanksgiving, for supporting us through the years, uh, old and new, you know, our day ones, our, our recent fans. Uh, we, we love doing this for you. And uh, maybe take a moment to look around the people who you're celebrating. We were Thanksgiving dinner with and and be thankful for them celebrating the meal with you. You know, a lot of people didn't get to do that last year. And um, just a quick reminder, look around and be thankful. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Please make sure you head over to Discord and join the conversation over there. And head over to Patreon, where you can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month, 25 cents a week. Um, and get an, episode, an extra episode of Drinking Alone with Friends um, most weeks. Also, if you... Semi-regularly. Yeah, semi-regularly. <laughs> at, least, at least twice a month. Um, we try to do it more often, but it seems to work out twice a month. Uh, so for 50 cents, you get an extra episode of Drinking Alone with Friends. That's how that's how math works. Uh, also, please make sure you head over to the the Apple Podcast app and leave a rating and a review. Uh, it's really the best way for people to find out about this podcast because the more reviews we get, the more people can find us, and that's always a good thing. And also, please make sure you're spreading this word of mouth. You're all listening to this on Thanksgiving. Um, show it to your friends. Show it to your family. Show it to that weird uncle that you haven't talked to in you know, since last year at this time or two years ago, if you didn't see him last year because of COVID, but you're like, oh, I think he likes beer. Well, tell him about this podcast because, you know, maybe you and your weird uncle now have something to bond over. And so with that, my name's Doug. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Maybe a weird cousin, weird aunt.
So this is episode 164. Mm-hmm. Did you know 164 is the number of tiles on a Scrabble board that are regular, plain old tiles? I did not know that. Hmm. Like they're not double word, triple letter, whatever. It's just a regular, just the the regular tiles. How, That's the, the 164 of them. How did you know that? Uh, I went to the Wikipedia article for 164. Oh. That was the most interesting fact on the whole article. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to save it for our true fans who listen all the way to the end. They want to hear the Thanksgiving song. All right. All right. This is... Uh... This is a Thanksgiving song. I hope you enjoy it. Love to eat turkey. <laughs> love to eat turkey. I love you. Love to eat turkey. Cause it's good. Love to eat turkey like a good boy should. Cause it's turkey. So good. That clapping's messing my head up, man. I appreciate it. But I was was trying to think of the next line. I'm like, all I hear is clapping. Here we go. Thanks anyways. In my big brown shoe Love to eat the turkey At the table I once saw a movie With Betty Grable Eat that turkey All night long Fifty million Elvis fans Can't be wrong Turkey lurkey do And turkey lurkey dap I eat that turkey Then I take a nap
the girls and turkey for the boys. My favorite kind of pants are corduroys. Gobble, gobble, boo, and gobble, gobble, giggle. I wish turkey only cost a nickel. Oh, I love turkey on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you.